Why, hello there. This is Sister Service, and we're talking about the topic, We Need You. Um, that's the theme of our stake this year, and I love this topic. As I was presenting it to a ward last night, I actually included um, some words from a former missionary that was serving in our ward. And I say former because he's no longer on a full-time mission. He was here um, in Arizona serving us, and he had an old concussion injury that was exacerbated by a dodgeball to the face. And then two weeks later on Christmas Eve, um, he wasn't driving, but he was involved in a small fender bender, which only made that concussion symptoms worse. And I know there are people who think concussion isn't a big deal. Maybe um, as far as the impact on your life, actually, it's pretty big deal. Um, you can you can be throwing up, not keep food down, dizzy, headaches. Um, it can be really debilitating. And so he needed to go home and rest up and stay safe for a little while. But um, I asked some of his thoughts about the topic we were about to, I was about to present. And here's what he said. I think one of the greatest things I have learned is how everyone has infinite spiritual worth. We are all needed to serve in a capacity. We all have specific God-given strengths and talents that we can help others with. For example, I was not able to complete a full mission. I am just not physically capable. But I have the opportunity now to be an active member in the church. I have the opportunity to use the skills and talents that I have been given to share the gospel in a different capacity, though it may not be a full-time mission. The reason we need you is, is important because you are you. You as a spiritual and human being have been given experiences throughout your life that can and will help somebody else who is going through that trial. No one else can help that person the way you can. My grandpa always talked about crossroads. Every decision you make in your life is a crossroad that can affect your mortal and spiritual life. We need you because you are the guiding sign at the crossroad. When life is tough and you may not know what decision is next, you can be the one who leads people to turn to choose the right. I love that. Um, everything that he said about that just really, um, just really makes you think. Um, in contrast to what he said, I have to point out this um, amazing quote from Marvin J. Ashton, which was in the Ensign about like November of 1987. But he said, one of the greatest tragedies of life, it seems to me, is when a person classifies himself as someone who has no talents or gifts. When in disgust or discouragement, we allow ourselves to reach depressive levels of despair because of our demeaning self-appraisal. It is a sad day for us, and a sad day in the eyes of God. For us to conclude that we have no gifts when we judge ourselves by stature, intelligence, grade point average, wealth, power, position, or external appearance is not only unfair, but unreasonable. God has given each one of us more special talents. It is up, I'm sorry, it is up to each of us to search for Search for and build upon the gifts which God has given. We must remember that each of us is made in the image of God, 
that there are no unimportant persons. Everyone matters to God and to his fellow man. I just loved that one. Um, So much of who we are is lost in our own biased brain. It doesn't want to acknowledge the facts and the truths. We have conditioned our brains to gather bias, negative information against ourselves um, in order to maybe appear uh, less faulty, less, you know, it's almost like we gather negative intel so that we can stop ourselves from making more of it. But it's funny how in some ways um, it actually propels us to make more of it. Um, There are times in my life where I'm like, oh, this is an interesting situation. I better be very delicate in it. And then um, I better not mess it up. And, and then you mess it up because you're negative in the way you handled the situation. You're like, I don't want to be this, this, and this, whatever it is that you're insecure about. And then accidentally you do that because you were already thinking about it. You were thinking about it. And so um, it's just interesting to me how our brains work. I'm always thinking about that. But moving on. We Need You was the topic of yesterday, and I kind of went around the room and asked everybody to come up with one thing, simple thing, that they could uh, come up with that could help them to be more outward mindset, like more thinking about others. We talked a lot about how our worth is so important, and once we understand our worth, we can then um, you know, turn ourselves outward minded and and think about others. And so each one of them came up with these six things and I loved it. So I'm going to share it with you today. My favorite, of course, is number one, and that is smile. Just those simple things like smiling makes a huge difference. For missionaries, when they, I was talking to my son about this because he's on a mission right now, and he was saying, I just wish that when I would bring, you know, somebody who's investigating, I mean, they don't realize how much effort is taken for this person to be there. Uh, probably three plus years and multiple invites, and now they're finally here at church, and I just wish people would smile, you know? And I was like, wow, that's super sad. Maybe we all need to be a little more smiley. Uh, Realize that there are other people other than ourselves here in this world. And, um, you know, as a child, like I, my dad had taken me to several um, different, you know, churches, not of our faith. And um, even my friends, I would go with them to other churches. And I'll tell you, there is competition for love out there. Uh, when you walk into some of these churches, they're going to bear hug you, shake your hand, hold hands while they sing. There is so much love happening there. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, and so, you know, if, if we can't be that loving, then who are we really? Uh, anyways, I'm, you know, got off track here. The next thing that they said, number two, was just get to know your neighbors. And that's actually really tough. I think, um, I think oftentimes we're like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that at some point, but we never actually take a time to say, all right, I'm going to go over there and say hi. You think you have to have a plate of cookies. You think that you have to have this, this, and this. You don't need any of that. Um, and it's sad because in most communities, most people do not get to know each other um, unless there's like a need or if there's like an ambulance out front, you know, everybody comes out and, um, you know, 
they finally talk. So I really hope that you don't wait for moments like that. Go out there and meet your neighbors and just say, hey, I know I've lived by you for four years, but maybe we should talk and just just introduce your name. You could even give them your phone number. Just say I'm coming by so that, you know, if you ever see anything weird at my house, um, give me a call, whatever it is, whatever, but just go get to know your neighbors. The third thing was be nice. Just be nice, which I know sounds simple, but there's a fine line to walk with being nice. We just need to be nice. Um, but we're not saying be fake. We don't want a cookie-cutter, Stepford wife-type person. We just want a person, people just want to be around someone who is nice. What does that mean? It means that you're real, you're authentic. So I'm not going to say, if somebody says, oh, how's your day going? I'm not always going to be like, it's the best day ever. Like, no, we're not saying we want hyper-enthusiasm. What we're saying is just be nice, be forgiving, um, think the best of other people, be understanding. Um, people who talk about other people behind their back are more likely to talk about you behind your back. And you are in that same category. If you're caught talking about other people behind their back just to relate to someone else, that's not being nice. Um, you might think, well, this is how we relate. This is how we talk. It's just, it's wrong. So try to avoid that if you can. I think we all fall into that trap at some point. But being nice means that you think the best of other people, you're forgiving, and you try not to dwell on their faults. Um, you find positive spins to negative situations, and you find the lessons. And so being nice means when somebody stops by and it's inconvenient, you just go to yourself, this is how it is. I will be late to my whatever, but I will take a moment to listen and then say, hey, I, I do need to leave. I will be late if I don't go now. You can, you can, there's a delicate balance, but it's there. It's not all one way or the other. It's not give everybody everything and ignore yourself. There's a balance to being nice. And I think you feel it the closer you get to the spirit. Okay, number four was just be ready. Be ready by taking care of yourself so that like when someone does stop you, you're, you are already on your game. That means when you run into somebody at the grocery store, you, um, and they, and they look like they want to talk. You're not so focused on what you were doing that you can't stop for a second and talk because you're kind of just in that ready mode. You are, you've, you've done the things you know that will make you feel good. You know, you've already tried to connect with your heavenly father that morning. So you're already in a frame of mind. So just be ready means you set yourself up to win when these situations arise, because they're never going to be convenient when sometimes you're needed most. Um, the next one was be an example. And I, to test this one, when I was a kid, I was, I'm the oldest of six. I detested when people would say, you have to be a good example. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe people should just stop watching me. You know, but that's, that's aside from the point. When we take the sacrament, we're taking upon us the name of Jesus Christ. So we're, whether we really want to or not, we are a representative of him. But the idea of whether or not we believe that is what we're after here. When we say be an example, it's more like know you're an example. Know that um, you don't have to be perfect, but that as you make correct choices, people are watching you and they might emulate you. And 
So it's more like know your power. When people say, be an example, I want them to say, know your influence. <laughs> because we all have an influence. Even people who believe they don't. Um, okay, number six, the last one was just don't discount others. We will put labels on people. Maybe this is why you won't go talk to your neighbor right now. It's because you've like, oh, no, no, no. Uh, they don't talk to me. I don't talk to them. There's an understanding there. Leave it alone. And you might have labeled them as they would never want to know about the gospel. Or they've even told you that they don't. And so you're never going to talk about it. Well, that may be incorrect. You might even have um, people in your circle, co-workers, family, who have left the church and now are anti and um, you just don't, you try to avoid talking about gospel subjects to those people. And the truth is you just need to be you. Stop worrying about the labels of, of how people feel and don't discount people. Don't just say, well, she's anti, she would never want to hear my opinion. Um, obviously use wisdom with all of these things, but I just thought I'd share that with you that, um, the, you know, when we look past labels, oftentimes we don't realize that there's so much more to a person and labels just kind of help you to put people in happy little boxes in your mind. But generally people are far more complicated than that. And what they might believe two years ago may not be true today. So just, um, just throwing that out there in that, um, the, one of the last things I wanted to get to really quickly is this quote from Jean R. Cook. Um, and it was found tr in trust in the Lord, um, in, uh, 1988, but I just loved it. It says, one of the greatest processes you go through in life is to discover yourself, to find those gifts and capacities God has given you. He has given you great talents, the smart part of you, which you, you have to just begin to utilize. Trust the Lord to assist you in unlocking the door to those gifts. Some of us have created imaginary limits in our minds. There is literally a genius locked up inside each of us. Don't ever let anyone convince you otherwise. And I hope that something I've said today has helped you. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.